Hi, I'm Keenan. And I'm Rachel. And on this episode of Part of Our World Podcast, we are joined by special guests Tom and Michelle from Hyperion Adventures Podcast to discuss our top five Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 1 through 3 films. That was a very long-winded title. Yes. <laughs> but welcome, Tom and Michelle. Thanks for joining us. Keenan Rachel, thanks for having yeah. us. We're so happy to be here with you finally. We're honored. Yeah, this has been a long time coming, getting getting you on the show, so... Not that it's been difficult, it's just something we've wanted to do for quite a while. So Exactly. And we have too, and we're looking forward to eventually uh, reciprocating and having you on our show as well. Absolutely. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah, we've been looking forward to having these guys on for a while. We've just enjoyed getting to know them over social media. If you haven't checked out their podcast or followed them on social media, um, they are the most positive, encouraging, mm-hmm. talented, just awesome wow. people. And we are just really happy to have them. So, oh, you guys yeah. are way too kind, yeah, way too kind, and way oh, overselling our show. Yeah. Uh, no, you guys. <laughs> yeah, you guys have a great show. Terrible but you're also great to. people, and um, yeah, anyone who's listens listened to our show knows that we're big fans of yours, and that we've been interacting a lot on social media. And um, if you have not listened to their show, make sure to go and check it out. We'll, we'll tell you where to find them at the end of the show, but I can tell you right now if you go to HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Did I get that right? That's perfect. Perfect. Uh, You'll find all sorts of information, not just their podcast there. So it's a good, safe place to start. Really appreciate that. Thank you, Keenan. Yeah. So for for, um, our listeners who are maybe unfamiliar with you guys, we wanted to spend a little bit of time, I guess, getting to know you. I think we know your story decently well, but I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say. But um, we wanted to start with just kind of like how you got into... Disney in the first place? Like, when did you fall in love with Disney, whether it's the parks or the movies or whatever? Um, so I guess I'll start. Um, I've loved it since growing up. My parents always, you know, ha- had us seeing the movies and things like that. And um, we lived in Florida. And so got to really see Walt Disney World and see that grow and really appreciate that. And then you know, moved over here to the West Coast and really got to have a great appreciation for the history behind it by going to Disneyland Resort. Yeah, I grew up in the West Coast and went to Disneyland regularly with my parents, uh, grew up going there. I met Michelle later on in life. Uh, she introduced me to a, a, a whole new world of, uh, of Disney by, you know, I, I'd never been to the Walt Disney World Resort. She uh, took me out there. I got to explore that. We've since done Disney Cruise. We've mm-hmm. done Run Disney. We just really got into the whole Disney thing. We, I dragged her over here <laughs> to the West Coast, uh, and she got to experience more of Disneyland, even though she would experienced in the past. And now we just have a Disney-loving family. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, Michelle, I have to ask, are you a bigger fan of Walt Disney World or Disneyland? Um, you know, I, it's hard to say a bigger of one or the other. I, I guess on any given day, if I only had a choice for a day, I probably would go back to my roots of Walt Disney World. However, I adore Disneyland Resort and California Adventure Resort and have really learned to 
appreciate what they have, what they brought, and and they are continuing to grow and make it better. And and uh, you know, hey, they have Galaxy's Edge first, so it's true. <laughs> That's they also That's have Mr. Right. Toad's Wild Ride. Which That's is right. True as well. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think uh, it, I think it's interesting that both are great for different reasons. Like if you have a week to spend, uh, Walt Disney World Resort blows Disneyland sure. away. Uh, it just is just that much more to do. It's that much more all encompassing. Whereas if you just have a day, maybe a weekend, uh, you can get a lot more done in a shorter amount of time at True. the Disneyland Resort. It's a lot more compact and it, it, you can really just knock it out really quickly. But uh, a week there might be a little too much, I would say. So right. they're just they're just different, complete animals, yet, uh, well, I, as I always like to say, they're same but different. Right. They're similar, but not quite exactly the same. Gotcha. Yeah, we, we really want to get out to Disneyland at some point, but it's hard only taking a Disney trip every once in a while to justify, <laughs> like you said, spending all the all our resources to be able to go out to California when there's less to experience, whereas we get, I feel like, a lot more bang for our buck going to Disney World. But... sure. You guys have a great series where you do Walt Disney World for Disneyland people and then vice versa, the Disneyland for Walt Disney World people. So if you're like us and not, you know, you've only done one and you are curious about the other, that's a great two part thing you guys did. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. We had some family that was experienced Walt Disney World for the first time that have only been to Disneyland. So we wanted to kind of explain it to them. And then we have some friends also who have pretty much only experienced Walt Disney World and are coming to Disneyland this fall. And so we kind of wanted to, you know, get them prepared because they are both completely different animals. So you kind of got to mm -hmm. know what you're going into uh, as you're heading into it. Right, right. You know, I mean, and, and as we explained in the in the series, you know, and just from my personal experience coming out here the first time, how to look at it differently so that you don't have that disappointment factor because of the size of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest part is the right. size is so much smaller, but it's still, they compact a lot in a small amount of space and they've done a lot to really improve it. So it's really, you know, a, a really neat, neat place to go. And we maybe we can entice you by saying, come out to Disneyland Resort and do like a three-day Disney cruise. Ooh. Just saying. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> that is enticing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Actually, they uh, th they sail out of San Diego. So. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do it, do it. Hey, hey you, you guys know. have been... And, well, and Comic-Con is on as a bucket list site of mine, so... Yeah. yeah. Oh, Comic-Con's so much California fun. California thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, another question I wanted to ask you both was how did you get into podcasting? Like what, what, how did you make that transition from Disney fan to Disney content creator? Well, it's funny. And, and Michelle wasn't so sure about it when I first <laughs> suggested that we should do this, but you know, we've been wearing out the ears of our friends and family members for so long, talking up Disney, talking about Marvel, talking about star Wars and, you know, the, while they enjoy us and they enjoy it, there's a point where, you know, they're like, okay, enough. We need to move yeah, on. When they, so when they stop, when they start saying, stop bringing us PowerPoint presentations of why we should go. Yeah. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's a serious yeah. for Michelle. Uh, so we decided we needed to kind of have another 
outlet to get our Disney side out there. So I said, hey, let's do this podcast. Michelle wasn't sure at first, yeah. but uh, came along for the ride and tried it out and realized that she loves it very much. We really enjoy doing this. It's a, it's a wonderful hobby that we've kind of put together, and it gives us a reason every week to get together and talk about our favorite things, Disney, Star Wars, Marvel, etc. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's Good funny answer. that you mentioned PowerPoint because Keenan's <laughs> literally like he's about In to make a PowerPoint yeah. to nice. present to his sister about when is the best time to go and awesome. why sh they should go with us and all that. <laughs> Yeah, dear <laughs> Michelle, I, I can send I, you some files. You just cut yeah. and paste. I, I think Kenny, you <laughs> always say that you always say that we brainbow, but uh, I think you're brainbowing with Michelle pretty well, right? Right, there. I know, I know. Might have to. You Google, know, you go Google over share the, some of those, right? You know, you go over the top when you start adding sound to it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> ah, duly noted. <laughs> excellent, excellent, cool. Okay, so. For today's topic, we are talking about our top five favorite movies from this Marvel phase one through three, which there's a ton of movies to choose from. But with Spider-Man Far From Home coming out and really ending this third phase of this, I don't know. Yeah, the Marvel third phase time. of the MC. I mean, there's tons of Marvel movies, but then there's this whole realm of the cinematic universe that's been created by Marvel Studios. <laughs> That uh, it felt like it wrapped up with Endgame, but really Spider-Man Far From Home is is the official end the official of cap. Phase Three. So we thought it would be good just to talk about what were our favorites from this most recent or from this phase. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's just um, a phase. Three, just phases. three phases to be specific. But yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start with our guest, Tom Michelle. Michelle, how about you start us off? As Tom always says, you have the best picks. <laughs> so <laughs> you can you can kick us off with your number five. So we'll go in um, like descending order, but like a number one being our best, and we'll start with our number fives. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, so. <laughs> As typically happens, there's times that I have a conflict of being able to choose one over another. So I do have a 5A and 5B. <laughs> oh, Sorry. I know. If you know our show, it. this is just totally typical for her. So. But I figured I'd get it out right there at the beginning. So, um, and I could probably eliminate one of them. Um, but the, there's, for the reasons I like them are the same for both movies. And that's Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron. Steve, you said a bad language word. Do you tell everyone about the that? The handle's imprinted, right? Like a security code? Whosoever is carrying Thor's fingerprints is, I think, the literal translation. Yes, well, that's, uh, that's a very, very interesting theory. I have a simpler one. You're all not worthy. <laughs> I think mostly because I'm a big Joss Whedon fan, and I love how he brings personalities out of characters, um, and he gives them, like, reasons for conflict, and so I thought he did a great job in both of these movies. From my perspective, uh, Avengers was really the first movie of this nature that I really connected with and saw the appreciation of those characters. So, um, you know, but I, but I saw a lot more depth to that in Age of Ultron. So, um, you know, but I, I, I like how some of the things that he does where he he has each of these characters have like their own support system. But when it comes time for the, you know, 
down and dirty work, the team has to come together without those support systems. And, and I always think that that's kind of a neat way to attack a situation. And so I kind of like the characters of those movies because of that. Yeah, it's a great explanation. I was going to, Age of Ultron almost made my list for those reasons, but you said it much more eloquently than I could have. <laughs> I was like, I just like the way the, I, you know, all the characters come together. But yeah. Which is interesting because Age of Ultron, a lot of people hate on. Like, I think it would fall out of a lot of people's top 10, ten even, you know? <laughs> I like right. It, so. I think it gets it, it gets struck down a little bit because I think they tried to clog a little too much in there. But when you get to the pure nature of Age of Ultron, uh, and, and especially some of the dialogue that Joss Whedon uh, did create for that uh, movie, I, I I actually think it's it's fairly good. I just think that they maybe they took too many steps. They made it bigger than it needed to be when it could have been actually a simpler movie, much more along the lines of uh, the original Avengers. Right. Yeah. I think one of the benefits of it was when they added some additional characters that we see come out later on, like the twins and right. You know, so they added an, another dimension to it. Is that yeah. the movie where uh cap tries to pick up the hammer? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. What I thought. Yes. Yeah. No, there, and there are some great interactions in that one. I think too, to your point, Tom, about trying to cram a bunch in there. I think that is a fault of it. I think people had similar complaints about, um, like Endgame and Infinity War to some extent. Mm -hmm. It's just you have such a huge sure. ensemble cast, um, which I, I love, actually. I, mm -hmm. I had a tough time not picking the big oh, ensemble yeah. movies just because I'm just such a fan of seeing all those characters out there. But I think one one reason the Age of Ultron kind of takes a hit is it's immediately compared to the Avengers, you know, the first one, um, which I, I think was just a, a huge hit. And the sequel kind of, fell flat and people felt like immediately compared it to that and said, well, it's not nearly right. as good. So actually the Avengers was my number three. Yeah. The, the Avengers was my number three as well. So uh, wow. brain bone again. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, should we go to my number five? Yes. Okay. My number five is actually it's another Avengers movie, but it's infinity war. You throw another moon at me. And I'm gonna lose it. Stark. You know me? I do. You're not the only one cursed with knowledge. My only curse is you. Um, I, I just felt that the tone of this film was different than anything else we've seen uh, in the Marvel Universe and actually in, in, in much of film to, to begin with. Uh, we, as we progress, there's one thing about the Avengers and this whole phase one, phase two, phase three is the beginning. And we we're just talking about the original Avengers film. That was the getting all these characters together. You know, it was all about getting them together. <laughs> right. And uh, when we get to this next part, and now we've seen them completely split apart. Uh, as a matter of fact, they are all over the universe scattered. And I think that is part of what this has all been leading into. We want to show them together, but then show them in these different states, not together, not unified. And, and really, Thanos is doing a great job of, of making this happen. I, you know, it's it was a rare movie where the bad guy succeeds. I don't know anybody who didn't walk out of that theater, or at least as the credits rolled, not just be completely silent. It was a different feel than I've ever seen right. from a Marvel movie or most movies to begin with. And it, it just 
really was interesting. I, I just thought it was character driven, even though considering there was so much to try and stuff mm-hmm. into it, that, you know, that the problem with it was, of course, as after you took a breath, you realized, okay, I know these characters are coming back. I, I know they have these, you know, but still it caught you off guard to begin with as that film wrapped up. And, it, and that's just, it, it kind of struck me throughout it. Right. I'm not going to speak for Rachel and say what I think her picks are, but I know how she felt after the snap <laughs> and before, before Endgame, infinity war probably would not have made even the top 20 and there's only what 22 movies. So it's like, uh, yeah. or is it, is it 23 now? 23 now. 23 now. Yeah. Yeah. So, but just so distraught at the ending, which I think when you view those, yeah, for you, when you view Infinity War and Endgame, it's like kind of like a one-two punch, kind of like how they did Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, Mm -hmm. part one and two in Mockingjay part one. It was almost like that, where it was like, you don't have any resolution to Infinity War without Endgame. Yeah, that um, felt bad. Yeah. I was very angry walking out of that movie. And like, we watched that one and. I had only seen a handful of at that point, yeah, yeah, of the movies. So you know, I was like trying to catch up with all the characters, and then I finally get to know them, and then the snap happens, and I'm like, oh, okay. So I was just like, this movie was mean, yeah, but, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing like that. No, nothing has been done like that before. I mean, that whole arc is totally incredible, sure. but the fact that that snap even occurs is pretty remarkable from a cinematic standpoint. And I, I think you find yourself going through it and you think, okay, yeah, you know that there's another movie coming a year from now and it's probably going to be tied in with this. They didn't officially name it. They didn't officially say that, but you pretty much knew that. But as you were going along through the storyline, you felt, okay, at some point our heroes are going to come in and stop this. And maybe it continues on in a different way at into the next film. For that to conclude the way it did, for it to actually take place, for us to lose so many of the heroes that we have loved, even though you're pretty sure they're coming back, it still left you with a state of loss. And I understand completely, Rachel, how you would have been upset walking out of that theater when that happened. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was not positively. (laughs) (laughs) Totally agree. Well... Why don't we hear your top five then? Or your five, I'm sorry, number five, five, Rachel. Yeah. We'll get ahead of ourselves right. here. <laughs> um, so to change gears a little bit, my number five is Spider-Man Far From Home. You look really pretty. And therefore I have value? No. No, that's not what I meant at all. I was just... I'm messing with you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You look pretty too. Mm. Interesting. And it could, I mean, I'm not saying it's not because I just watched it and so it's fresh in my mind, but I really, really enjoyed that movie. It, and, it, was, a, it was a really fun movie. Yeah. I like the first <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming as well, but I really liked Mysterio. I thought it was just visually stunning. I love those shots of him, you know, webbing through London and just amazing visual effects. I love the story. And yeah, you can't I say love, too much without spoiling. Yeah, right. I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. He's he awesome. Is great Spider-Man. He's a, like, he is a great Spider-Man. Nearly perfect Spider-Man. Yeah. And I actually had that that also on my list a little higher up. So I, mm. I agree with you. That was an awesome, awesome movie to be definitely included in this top five. It, it actually nearly made my list as well. But I was thinking, okay, maybe I'm just, because I just saw it, I'm, yeah. I'm rating it higher than it really needs to be. I think it's interesting that, and we discussed this a little bit on our show that we recorded earlier today about Spider-Man uh, is that interesting is that homecoming is so much, you know, it's Peter wanting to be, you know, 
a greater hero. He wants to be an Avenger at that point. It's, it's mm-hmm. more of an intimate movie where, you know, but he wants things to be greater. And it, it bores. This is the exact opposite of that. He doesn't want to be, he wants to be just Friendly your friend neighborhood neighborhood Spider-Man. Spider-Man yeah, right. at that point. It's a complete change, but it's a more of a global movie. It's, 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 it, and yet it still comes across just the same. It's, it really was well done. It really was. Yeah. That tension between, his identity, what he wanted to be in the first one and not getting that. And then the complete flip of that in Far From Home was really well done. Just made for excellent storytelling. So, but the, the movie's a fun romp. I mean, it feels like a Euro trip. Like, this got some tropes from Euro trip movies right, tied right. in with Spider Man. And it's just, I just, it was such a fun film to watch. And mm-hmm. it didn't oh, yeah. nearly make my list only because I, like you, Tom, I was just immediately like, I'm not going to consider that because I think I'm just. High on it right it. now because yeah. it just came out. That's probably why I picked it. But but I, I I'm it sure really it'll hold up to repeated viewing. Yeah. So oh yeah, that's the thing is I need to see it a few more times to kind of really rate where I where I believe it is in my list. But I really enjoyed it. And it I I definitely say it's one of Marvel's best right. for sure. And wasn't JP so. Smoove hilarious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it seemed like they did a, the right amount. They didn't overdo them. They could have, but they didn't. It seemed like it was a it was a nice blend. Yeah. Yeah. As a teacher, we all know teachers like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No spoilers, but he is some comic relief in that film. Yes. So. Yeah. Cool. Well, and Keenan. My number five. I, for my number five, decided to go with the film that started it all, and that is Iron Man. I, I, I'm just not the, the hero type, clearly, with this uh, laundry list of character defects, all the mistakes I made. Largely public. Yeah. Truth is, I am Iron Man. Nice. Which is my number four. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think it could be higher on the list, but after watching it recently, it it just. I don't want to say it feels dated, but it definitely, how do I word this? They, they have really mastered the art of the superhero movie, I think, over the course <laughs> of this MCU. Uh, and Iron Man really was the mold for that, but right. they've, sh- they've really sharpened it over time. And so when I, it's a great movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I think one of, the, one of their best, obviously, they made my top five. But when I compare it to the other films on my list, I think they just do a better job at like the su- superhero genre. Um, but I had to have Iron Man on there. It's just it it is it is yeah. the mold. It's it's the staple. Yeah, and, it makes sense. And it introduces us to Tony Stark, who really at the end of the end of the arc is like the ultimate hero. One of them. One of the ultimate heroes. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> I, I obviously, if you, I, see, if you see Far From Home, they do make him to be yeah, it's true. Like the guy, you know, like yeah. the, the leader of the Avengers and stuff. Right. And I love that. There's of, like there's this wall in the classroom and like everybody's done their artwork of Tony Stark, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, right. and Iron Man. It's pretty funny. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I t- completely agree with you, Keenan. Uh, you know, I, I don't think it lives up to some of the other movies now, but at the time it was amazing. And one thing, mm-hmm. you know, this, we don't get to now movie 23 if Iron Man doesn't work. And I think that's the biggest part of it. Uh, you know, I, it it's at least it's arguable that we never get to that point. One, it's, it's a character, you know, that's 
do, do comic lovers know Iron Man? Sure. But it's not like we're talking Spider-Man or Superman or Batman or something that, you know, most people love. We're taking a somewhat obscure character and revolving this storyline around him. And then they cast it perfectly with Robert Downey Jr., who yeah. himself was having, uh, trying to make a comeback right. from some issues that he had. And you couldn't have asked for a better person to play this role of a, a, a character who is really self-absorbed. All he wanted to do was, you know, make some money and party, <laughs> essentially. And, you, you know, the, the one of the things about the, the Marvel is we see these characters evolve through these films and really become different people throughout it. I think that the character development in Marvel is fantastic. And it started right with the original Iron Man film. Mm -hmm. Yep. 100%. Okay, so that's our number fives. Yeah, uh, we gonna, already know you're number long, four. Yep. Yeah, long road if we're right. Okay, Michelle, how about your number four? All right, my number four is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Wow, welcome everyone to my world. Wow, you have your own planet, Mars, no larger than your Earth's moon. Humility. I like it. I too am extraordinarily humble. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, well, one the, the music is just killer and Baby Groot is so hysterical. Oh, Baby yeah. Groot, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, but again, in in looking at how the characters were and and how all these I you know, I, I can't think of a better term, I don't think it's the right term, but kind of like misfits. But they all started to realize the value each other brought to the table and started working together on that. So I thought that was great. Um, having Stan Lee appear with the Watchers was, you know, really interesting and unique way to, to, to bring that in. And um, the best line of all is Yondu saying, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Yes. <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Our son it's loves gonna, that. Right? It's like a killer, killer line. So, uh, okay. you know, it, and it also brought a lot of heart. I mean, who didn't get choked up for, you know, Yondu really, you know, explaining how he was daddy to Quill. And then the the Ravenger, uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Ravenger, Ravenger funeral. funeral scene at the end. I mean, a lot of heart to this movie. And a little something is that we're kind of partial to Kurt Russell <laughs> oh. I can see that tipping the scale a little bit. Right, right. Because we had um, an amazing opportunity. We went to the um, Disneyland Food, actually California Adventure a Food and Wine Festival. And we went to one of the wine tastings uh, for his winery. And he actually was the one doing the presentation. No so, way. I know. So, I mean, we were just like a few feet away from him. And he actually opened it up to Q&A and... It was just before the film came out. So Tom asked him to confirm or deny if he was going to be in it. And so he was, you know, very well, I, I confirm or deny if he was Quill's father, because it was speculation Ooh, on it, what, if it was, you know, he's saying he's his father or, you know, but it's a lie or whatever, but he confirmed it. So, yeah, nice. yeah so fun experience. And then, you know, so we have that little connection there that, uh, like you said, tip the scale a little bit. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
was one of those magic Disney moments oh, for sure. Right. You know, right. Yeah. Once in a while. But, but yeah, all in all, I think, you know, um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 just brought a lot more heart into what was going on at that time and all the crises that they were having to deal with. Hmm. Interesting Excellent. stuff. Yep. All right. Yeah. Uh, Tom, your number four was Iron Man. That's right. Okay. So my number four was Rachel. Guardians Volume 1. Salvation is at hand. Be child, things are gonna get easier. Ooh, child, things will get brighter. Listen to these words. Ooh, child, things are gonna get easier. Ooh, child, things will get brighter. Now bring it down hard. Someday. Put it what are you doing? Dance off, bro. Me and you. Oh, that was, my, right. number, that was my number two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but let's hear why. Why is it your number four? Um, I just, I mean, like you guys said, it brought something different and something unique. I do love the characters that they're all, um, like Michelle was saying, kind of a bunch of misfits coming together. Mm-hmm. You yeah. have. I mean, Rocket and Groot are just <laughs> the best. So fun. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think Rocket's my favorite Avenger. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You've officially landed on that. He was awesome in Endgame, that's yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, and I'm not normally a sci-fi person, but they just brought so much fun to it. Um, mm-hmm. And again, the soundtrack, like you mentioned, is yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I had it higher just because I just love that movie. I think I agree with mm-hmm. you. It's on my list for all the reasons you mentioned, Rachel, but I just remember going to see it in the theater and having no idea. I mean, not even the slightest clue. I didn't know it was part of the MCU. I had no idea who guardians of the galaxy was. I had a buddy who was just like, you're going to love this movie. And he was going to see it a second time. And I was like, okay, let's do wow. it. And I was just blown away by how fun it was, the energy, the colors, the humor, Mm-hmm. The soundtrack really is just funny. like from start to finish. I'm just super entertained by that movie. So it is very just special to me. Yeah. And you could yeah. definitely believe all those characters, you know, I mean, they were just, they were, although a little bigger than life at times, they were just so believable as they were. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's, it almost made my list too. I had it in my honorable right. mention. Uh, it's, you know, the interesting thing also about it is it's another one of those key movies that kind of had to work for this to succeed for Marvel. I mean, talk, yeah. you know, we talked about Iron Man being a little fringe. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy were way fringe. No one right. had heard of most of these characters. Right. For this to succeed, it, it really helped drive what was to come for the rest of uh, phase two, phase three. Sure. Right. Yeah. And maybe even phase four, because we know mm-hmm. Thor is cruising yeah. with them. As Guardians <laughs> right, of the Galaxy. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Who knows? I can't wait to see more from those guys. So, right. Cool. Yeah. Excited. So, Keenan's number four then. Is Captain America Civil War? All right, I've run out of patience. Underoos! Nice job, kid. Thanks. Well, I could have stuck the landing a little better. It's just a new suit. Wait, it's nothing, Mr. Stark. It's it's perfect. Thank you. Yeah, we don't really it's... need to start a conversation. Okay, Cap, Captain. Big fan of Spider-Man. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Just. 
Hey, everyone. Good job. You've been busy. And you've been a complete idiot. Oh. And I'm one of my honorable sure. mentors. Okay, yeah. I was like, I'm not sure if anyone else is going to put this one oh, on yeah, their list. Oh, yeah, this is my number two. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. So we had flip-flop two and yeah, four. Yeah, we flipped our two and four. That's interesting. Um, well, I mentioned earlier being a fan of the ensemble cast, which, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy to some extent has that. But Civil right. War um, really had that that huge airport battle Oh, that's yeah. The sides divided. I mean, I just so good. I I love everything about that scene. It brings Spider Man in for the mm-hmm. first time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I mean, Ant Man had his own movie, but it brings him into it as well. And it really set up, I think, a crucial storytelling device for the whole rest of the saga, and that is the division between mm-hmm. Iron Man and Captain America. Right, um, and their resolution in Endgame, I think, is so important to telling that that story. Like, like the character development, you, you make superhero movies that are just kind of like, you know, full of fanfare and they're fun to watch and good mm-hmm. popcorn flicks. But I feel like these movies, at, at most of them, uh, are better than that. You know, they're these dramatic, Definitely. cinematic performances with deep characters, and I think we get a lot of that through what Civil War accomplished with kind of splitting up the Avengers. And I'm a huge fan of getting superheroes to fight against other superheroes. And I was talking <laughs> with Rachel. I forget what movie we were watching. And I was just like, they somehow managed to, to squeeze in a fight where somebody's mind controlled or somebody's angry at somebody else. Or they always put good guys against good guys. And I think that's so cool. It's like when I was a kid, I would play video games, like fighting games, where I get to have Captain America fighting against the Hulk. And here we have it. Oh, yeah. And this, this big screen, you know extravaganza and so i think right. civil war just did that really well yeah i i also think the interesting thing about that is that you could see both sides and why each side was fighting for each side and you could you know you could understand it i understood why cap felt this way right. and why yeah. he felt like he was in the right i understand why tony stark uh felt this way and felt he was in the right you could see both sides of the argument you know inevitably you probably felt more on one side than the other but you could understand it you, you could foresee why this would be happening and yes it's all part of the character development all part of the story development within this as i was discussing before where the characters come together and then they are gradually being driven apart and that was obviously where they were most driven apart yeah, yeah. definitely right so, onward to number three, right? That's where we are. So, my number three was the same as uh, Rachel's number five, right? Spider-Man Far mm-hmm. From Home. So, uh, that one, got, I, I bumped that one up, I guess, a little bit. That's all right. It's good. I, I nearly <laughs> had it on my list. I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. If you, and if you're listening, you haven't seen it. We won't spoil it, but go see that movie. It is, yeah. Yeah. Great film. Great characters. And uh, it's just it's a fun it's just, date movie. And it's a fun date movie. Oh, yeah. And it just, if, like you were talking about tropes earlier in there, you know, it kind of follows what they did with Homecoming with, you know, kind of that 80s teen movie feel to it. You know, the John Hughes thing, it carries right. over. And, you, you know, I, I, I just love that about the new Spider-Man. Yeah, films, that, that, I do love that in a movie. They yeah. have that touch to them. Yeah. And uh, as a kind of a side note, being a high school teacher, there are so many moments where I'm just like <laughs> this. This is what high schoolers are like. I think they really nailed it. And some like in in uh, Far From Home, there's a scene where they're all kind of panicked because something is happening, and they're all 
kind of fleeing with their cell phones in their hands. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what it's like. <laughs> World we live in now, yeah. That's great. Awesome. One thing we don't have to talk about, but we can, that confused me a little bit about this movie was the, like they mentioned the blip and how people came back and for some mm-hmm. it was five years later and some, so I'm like, so does that mean that, so that means Peter and I can't remember the names of all the Ned people, but and MJ. So they oh all gosh. had to have. Yes. And they, they teased that in Endgame, I believe. Okay. Yeah. They, they, sh- they show them all reuniting they show... and they're all the same age and they kind of, there's like a, a, just a comment about there being a five year gap, but then they're all the same age. So the one it's that, not, the... it's not in your face. It's just a subtle shot of. Okay. I was making sure there was continuity because that matters to me. Like, <laughs> yes, dude, so they all blipped. It just seems, you know, I don't know, because it was half the people, right? So, right, right. Like, yeah, the one fifty shot. Yeah. The one character I think of the main voice characters in this of that group that didn't was was Brad, right? He was the one who they said, you know, what what happens before the blip? He's this skinny little twerp, and then right. he, you know, five we come back five years later, and he's this handsome, <laughs> rugged <laughs> yeah. guy. You know, Everyone so. loves Brad, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> was Brad in Homecoming though? I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, because, okay. you know, arguably he would have been 11 or 12 at that right. time. So he yeah. wouldn't have been in the same class. So, right. So that would have been funny if he was like a side character in that, though. Right. <laughs> maybe, maybe we got to go back and watch and see. I know. In, the class, in the hallway and the dance. Is that <laughs> him right there? <laughs> so, okay. are we on to my number three? Yes. Yeah, we got that figured out because I was we got yes. it figured out. a little worried about it. <laughs> I had some. I have my family ask. They went and saw it just a couple of days ago, and they were asking me the same. That's why I kind of, I was thinking about it recently, recently because they asked me the same question. They were confused about it. They were confused about Flash. I, I won't give it away, but there was a question uh, on a trip about him and his age, and so they, you know, it's like they were trying to figure that all out. But uh, I'm sure uh, so his I, ID said that he was of age. Right. She's right. like, well, he did. He didn't blip, so or you know, he right. blipped, so he's <laughs> technically still. Listed. Yeah. Yeah. They, exactly. they should have had a line like making fun of that. I mean, like, isn't it kind of a coincidence that we all blipped? Yeah, right. Know, right? Like, like being <laughs> tongue in cheek about it, but they didn't. So, yeah. yeah. What can you do? I guess it just it plays better for the storyline because you wouldn't want suddenly Ned to be, you know, 21 oh, yeah. you know, or something. Right. That just wouldn't fit into it. But yeah. Interesting enough. So on to my number three. My number three, and Michelle mentioned it a little bit earlier, is the original Avengers. Mm -hmm. Um, And and just because of many of the reasons we've already talked about, uh, it was another one where we, you know, this had to succeed. Bringing these characters together hadn't really been done on the screen before. I mean, yes, it's been done in television with like DC and the Justice League or whatever, but it Mm -hmm. really hadn't been done in films before where you're able to bring all these characters who have had fairly successful standalone movies, bring them into a film together and make it all make uh, sense. And I, I thought that Joss Whedon, who had been primarily doing TV before that, this was his first major motion picture that he worked on, directed. He's written some stuff, but this is the first one he had full hands on. Got them together. The dialogue is snappy. It's excellent. Uh, and it just really set the stage for what this would be as we move on forward into 
past phase one into phase right. two and phase three. It just was impressive. It, it was an experience in the theater that I've never felt before at a superhero movie. And I just, uh, or, or, you know, uh, before the last few years, this may have been my, my number one. And, mm, it, yeah. and I, ask me on any given day, it may still be my number one, but for right. today, it's my number three. It was my number three as well. And I feel like whereas Iron Man was the pioneer, the Avengers is the benchmark. It just right. really, like you said, just sets the tone for what the MCU is. And Joss Whedon did an incredible job with it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, like you said, it, it really, it worked, but it, it had to work to get to where we are today with Endgame, Infinity War Saga. So, right. Had one of the best villains in Loki, you know, I mean, yeah. Loki, who is so interesting. He's such an interesting yeah. character in general, right. because you just never kind of know where he stands, yeah. <laughs> but he's always fascinating. And he was great in that movie. The dialogue written for him was really especially good. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, and then, you know, also the fact that they brought Mark Ruffalo in to play Hulk, where they've been struggling for a couple films to mm-hmm. get Hulk right. Uh, Mark Ruffalo getting in there and playing the Hulk and Bruce Banner. I I think the best way it should uh, really helped make this movie what it was. Yep. And that's another one where they put Avengers against Avengers. Yeah, that's true. true. Yeah. Rachel's in her head figuring out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. Want me to put the hammer down? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And when the Hulk smashes Loki, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, arguably the best. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I know. I, I wanted to choose. The when that happened. I wanted to choose a Loki heavy movie because just because what you said about Loki, I agree. He's just so like he's funny, and you know, there's so many ways I feel about him. But oh, I yeah. really like Loki. But yeah, none of my too. movies have him as hmm. the. But I wanted to choose one of them because. I'm not making sense. I'm excited yeah. for the series they're going to have on Disney Plus about yeah. him. I, I can't yeah. wait for that. That's <laughs> Loki it's, is so it great. It should be really cool. Yeah. 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 That was another actor where it was sort of a gamble. He was a bit of an unknown at the time, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. casting this guy. Now he's a, a staple of the franchise. So, right. Mm-hmm. Well, didn't you tell me once that um, there was a, he wrote a letter to Joss Whedon when he got the part? Yeah. Um, yeah, this, you know, he was just raving about this, this dialogue that he had written for him when he got the part and he wrote, read the script and he was so enamored with this dialogue and he wrote this, you can probably find it online somewhere. He wrote this letter to Joss Whedon, uh, you know, and part of it, he adds in the puny God line, you know, cause it's just, <laughs> it's just so great. He was just so happy to get this part. Right. That's wow. awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. My number three. Yes. My number three is, I'm surprised this hasn't been mentioned already, so I'm eager to see if it's higher on your list or if it made your guys' list at all, but I have Black Panther. So surprised my little sister came to see me off before our big day. You wish. I'm here for the EMP beads. I've developed an update. Update? No, it worked perfectly. How many times do I have to teach you? Just because something works doesn't mean that it cannot be improved. You are teaching me. What do you know? More than you. I can't wait to see what kind of update you make to your ceremonial outfit. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kanda forever. <laughs> yes. Kanda forever, exactly. I even have that in my notes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just think it's an awesome story. I think it, the, the fight scenes and just the acrobatics are mm-hmm. awesome. Um, I don't love the use of green screens in a lot mm-hmm. of it. Like I thought that was pretty noticeable, but 
I just think it's a really important movie for the mm-hmm. for this, you know, Marvel storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, and just I don't such a cool story of Wakanda and you know the vibranium and all that. And I love um, the sister; mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, just having that, you know, super smart female, but also hilarious. So I don't know. There's just so much I liked about that movie and the, like I said, the and like the villain, um, when he takes over, like I don't know. I think that's pretty. It's intense, and you're like, oh man, right? What is going to happen here? This is, this is not good. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan <laughs> played a great villain in that movie. Yeah, yeah Marvel's yeah. up their villain game more yeah. recently. There were yeah. some struggles for a little while with villains, but the, more recently in the uh, newer films, they really have got their villains on point. And yeah, Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger was excellent. Right, right. excellent. Yeah. He really made that movie in many ways. Yeah, I agree. So, Wakanda yeah. forever. Yeah, yes. yeah, I agree. Yeah, it could I have been my like, list. It's a little higher. <laughs> I could have been like five E for me. I mean, seriously. I mean, these films. You, you ask me on any day, and I will have a different one in a different place on my list. I loved right. Black Panther so much, and, yeah. and and continue to love it today. And it's a regular watch around here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you could call it an honorable mention. Like I'm staring at my list, and it's on there, bumped just out of the top five. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rising. sorry, I know it's. <laughs> It's a, great, it's a great really film. Like it. it was tough really trimming yeah. it down and saying, like, yes, what are my yes. five favorite or what do I think of the five best? And uh, right, I think right. I shuffled my number five like four or five times at uh, least. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, do I want five. this in yeah. or do I want Black Panther? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Cool. Yeah. My number three was also the Avengers. So we can move on to number twos. All right. So my number two was um, Shazam. Well, that's not Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? Look at my face is like, wait a minute. Just kidding. We did love Shazam, but it's not Marvel. It's DC. I know. I'm just kidding. No, my number. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, My number two. Michelle. Well, well, the Dark Knight's probably my favorite superhero movie ever. Uh, There you go. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Thor Ragnarok. just i think a lot more pure just pleasure of watching yeah. that um it, it had a lot of great comedy to it um i mean gosh it wasn't a hard movie to to watch let me tell you <laughs> why is that michelle Thor why? Looks good. <laughs> Thor looks real good <laughs> um it was fun how they brought the hulk in and again when you're yes. talking yes. you know superheroes fighting each other mm-hmm. you know um but it was also interesting seeing Hulk stay like that and kind of where he felt there was a place for him, which in other past movies, he knew that wasn't where he wanted to be. And so it was kind of interesting seeing that. Um, and also on the flip side, seeing Thor deal with his own identity conflict. So um, I thought it was, you know, had a lot of blend of great things to it. But I have to say, I put it to, I think, mainly just because I just thoroughly enjoyed watching it. <laughs> 
Yeah, that one is a romp. It is it, to me. It's similar it's to Gar- it, it Guardians is. of the Galaxy in the sense that right. it's just entertaining from start to finish. Yeah, it's fun and yeah. like the colors and just the the style mm-hmm. of the movie is a lot different and just right. Really, Jeff Goldblum is hilarious. Oh, he is great. <laughs> it's great. I, I love that they just finally figured out what to do with Thor right. because it mm-hmm. seemed like they were struggling for a couple films mm-hmm. and sometimes even within the Avengers themselves of how do we have Thor into this? And they just finally like, you know, he takes himself too seriously. We got to make fun of that. Right. And so Taika Watiti just did a fantastic job of capturing that and embraced that. And it, you ended up becoming the, obviously one of the best comedies within the Marvel universe. Cause right. I really consider it as much as a right. superhero movie, it is a comedy. Yes, and I, right. I, I, I just, it, it is just a fun watch for sure. Yeah. And he's directing something else coming up, right? Um, yeah, uh, I know he's doing something. I just can't, else. I can't remember. I right. saw, I saw him get credit for something. You know what? Like, oh, that'll be fun. He's, he's working in the Mandalorian for one thing, which is the oh, yeah. Star Wars live action series that's coming to Disney plus. Right. That's one of the things he's working on. Right. But as an actor, right? Um, I, he's doing actor, but I also believe he's directing it. He's he directing might be the same some episodes. Episode. He's directing okay. an episode as well. Yeah. Oh, uh, that'll be fun. Yeah. He's interesting for sure. And yeah, just did a great job with that movie. Again, another one that, you know, was just on the outskirts of my list, but just, you know, it doesn't have the gravitas of some of the other films that, you know, we're seeing here, but just for right. a good watch, just a, you know, a light fun afternoon, evening or whatever. Right. It's, it's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the gravitas that it does have is it really sets up Thor's character for Infinity War because he right. really undergoes a ton of change, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. Michelle, mm-hmm. in this one. So, Thank you. Excellent. Nice yeah, that, that, that one got edged out on my list as well. But <laughs> it's, 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 here. Again. <laughs> <laughs> it's here. It's in the honorable mention. It's in my honorable mention as yeah, well. That's a footnote. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Asterisk. <laughs> Uh, on to my number two. My number two is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Uh, on your left. Uh-huh. On my left. Got it. Don't say it. Don't you say it. On your left. Come on! Nice. Yeah. I, I just think that this movie... Uh, just changed so many things within the Marvel universe in many regards. One, it's it's just a great kind of international spy thriller type film, which is a little different than many of the other Marvel movies. It's just different in that regard. It brings the Russos in who uh, took over the the reins Mm -hmm. and really led the the direction of these films from not exactly there, but near afterwards. Uh, It's, it's just interesting. You see, Uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America, and it changes from where he's just, you know, going to take orders and believe what is coming from above him and see that, hey, some of the people that are above me aren't exactly doing the right things and I shouldn't just listen to them. I need to listen to what I believe is correct, do what I believe is right. And that is a huge turn for him in his character development. We get to meet Natasha more Mm -hmm. uh, as Mm -hmm. Black Widow because, you know, we we were introduced to her a little bit in Iron Man 2, but just a touch. Uh, You get to see her in Avengers, of course, but still she's almost a little more of a side character, a little bit more uh, developed in that, but still more of a side character. We really find out a lot more about her and a lot more of her uh, sides in 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 this film, and we are introduced to, of course, you know, uh, you know, uh, Sam as well right. as Falcon, and you yeah. know, the return of Bucky, you know, which yes. was out of the blue yes. as the Winter Soldier. I just thought it was a fascinating movie, it, it, it just really interesting, and it just 
it, it still strikes me every time it's on. I'm, I'm definitely going to be locked into watching right. that one for sure. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned this one. This was one I really wanted to be on my top five, but it just got edged out. It was on my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. I really love it. I mean, I love Captain America, as mm-hmm. people might know. Um, mm-hmm. But like you said, it just develops this character a lot. And I love um, Bucky Barnes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's another one where the Disney Plus show, or mm-hmm. was it a movie? It's a show, no, isn't it's it? A series, series, yeah. Yeah. Falcon yeah. and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I'm just really looking forward to what they do with those characters. So, yeah. Me too, especially after Endgame. Right. And, you know, right. Like, this is going to be a spoiler if you haven't seen Endgame, but you know, who hasn't seen Endgame at this point? Uh, now, now the Falcon is. Cap, right? He's in the new Captain America, essentially. Yeah. So, well, and if yeah, we that's... didn't spoil it, there was as an Entertainment Weekly. It was a magazine, maybe it was Vanity Fair, but um, their cover recently was um, Falcon as Captain America, and it was like meet the uh-huh. new Captain America. And yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so you know, so I mean, exciting. That adds yeah. even more depth to this. So it's going to be right. really interesting to see what yeah. happens from there. Right. Yeah, I love that one, and I love the dark. Like you said, the international is like more of a spy thriller, but it has like a darkness right. to it that's just really intriguing. I think yes. this we watched this one when we had watched this is our second one that we watched in a night, I think, wasn't it? <laughs> I think yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> but I like it. Had, like, let's just keep going. But yeah. <laughs> I was, you know, I could pay attention the whole time. I was just really drawn it's into riveting. that movie. It's yeah, awesome. it's yeah. It, it is it is riveting. And it I can see why it wouldn't make people's top fives list because as you said, it doesn't have these like huge sweeping changes to the MCU. Um, But, but the things that do occur in that movie really do matter um, for the long run. So the breakup of shield, you know, shield versus Hydra, you know, uh, just fascinating. Yeah. Uh, My number two was guardians of the galaxy, which we've already discussed. Mm -hmm. So thanks guys for stealing. (laughs) This was a big one for me. I got got four. I got to say my piece earlier, so I think we can <laughs> think we can move to our Wait, final. I didn't oh. say my number two, but we what? already said it. Uh, oh, my number two was Civil War. So ah, yeah, it was what Civil nice. War. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. About, For but... some reason, I you were gushing about Winter Soldier, and I forgot that that was Tom's pick and not your yeah, pick. Sorry, <laughs> I know. Do you want to do a late? Do you want to do a late game swap there, Rachel? I'm just no, kidding. but I will talk about Cap and Bucky more if you want mm, me to. Yeah. I do think that has um, so Civil War just really plays into that relationship and the importance right. of that which I like and yeah. um, you know we all know that Steve Rogers is loyal and sometimes to a fault but right. just how they, right. they they highlight that as well but like you guys were saying they have it's not just you know bang pal superheroes there's really a lot of heart and character um development in these guys which is right. just really cool mm-hmm. and these really deep relationships and friendships that form and the avengers fighting a giant ant-man exactly. <laughs> which is the best way <laughs> that's the best oh, scene okay. <laughs> okay. but to your point rachel i think that that's what sets marvel aside uh, apart from like uh, say what we are seeing out of the dc universe right now is that they're they are so these movies are so character driven and they are so they are such rich and uh, characters with so much depth to them whereas i think that a lot in the dc it's it, you don't get that as much it's a lot of 
bang, smash, look at this, you know, you just, they just don't quite follow through with what you want to see from these characters. And, you know, as much as they want to try and copy what Marvel's doing, they, until they actually develop these characters more, I just don't see DC doing that at this point. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I still have yet to see Shazam, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. Mm-hmm. I've heard they're all good, but just get so we, uh, you have limited time and money to go right. see movies, and so right. have, to yeah. be, have to be picky. And doing a Disney podcast means you do Disney movies, right? Right, right. right. Yeah, you gotta Ho- pick hopefully and those. Hopefully those will come to Netflix. Yeah, no, yeah. Wonder Woman's good. Shazam yeah. is I. Shazam's, Shazam's like kind of like it kind of reminds me of you know it's it's DC's version of uh, Spider Man because it's just mm-hmm. it's kind of that. Uh, you know, high school teen is like big with a superhero, you know, yeah. and so mm-hmm. it's kind of enjoyable in that regard. It's right. totally different than anything else DC has done. Uh, Aquaman, uh, you know, whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. I'll prioritize. <laughs> yes. All right. Are we ready for our number one picks? And it's one that sure. no one has mentioned yet. Michelle is usually different. So. No, no, mine actually, and I had mentioned it, mine was Black Panther. Oh, ah, forever. Yes. Yeah, yeah. For the same things you said, Rachel, you know, um, the strong female characters, mm-hmm. um, you know, that it played an important role. Uh, it was interesting that you kind of like with Civil War, you could kind of understand after you, the story rolled out why the villain ended up where he did. Mm-hmm. And that because of what he brought up and some of the other aspects of it, that even the hero then starts to doubt, you know, what is he doing with the, this great resources and secrets that, mm-hmm. you know, his community has and that they're not using it, you know, necessarily to fulfill other needs throughout the world. So I thought, you know, that was kind of cool how they did that. And um, the reality is that uh, prin- that Shuri is a Disney princess. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> should be. Good yes. point. So yeah, I hope they do something with her as whether it's Disney Plus or another movie because I know there's right. comics that that feature her as the protagonist. Ooh. Cool, cool. That'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I don't read comics. I just people post stuff. And I'm like, oh, right. That looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> totally agree with that. I'm kind of on the same page. Yes. Uh, surprising, Keenan, that I'm on the same page as you. I it know. Never happens. Never happens. Never Shocking. Happens. <laughs> <laughs> My you number one. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to cut you off. You're good. I was just going to talk about Nakia, too. For that, oh, that, I didn't sure. mean that. I meant um, Okoye. Yeah. Never oh, mind. yeah. Well, who'd you say, Nakia? Is that the, the love interest? Yeah. Okoye is the warrior. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I knew he meant, I guess my brain went to the right character. Right. Oh, yeah, mine did too. Okay. I'm like well, spear. Yeah. Fighter. Yes. She's right. not afraid. Yeah. Has the thing going with the rhino guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That's it. <laughs> Fierce. Has great dry jokes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Love it. So, so. Okay. So, uh, sorry to cut off your point made. Uh, no, 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 no. Good. 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 That was an absolutely good point. All right. Okay. Uh, my. I'm sorry. I keep cutting no, you off. No, no. I was, I'm just saying it's, it, we're ready. Right. <laughs> I, don't that think, I don't think you're the one doing the cutting off, Tom. But that's no, it's, <laughs> it's my problem. No, I'm all. doing a drum roll over here. <laughs> <laughs> my number one, I have a feeling it may be somebody else's or maybe a couple other people's number one is Avengers Endgame. He used the stones again. Hey, hey, hey. 
We'd be going in short-handed, you know? Look, he's still got the stones, so... So let's get him. Use them to bring everyone back. Just like that. Yeah, just like that. Yep. Yes, that is mine. <laughs> I had a feeling I, that was going to be the case. There's a part of me that, and I'm glad you did not pick this, Michelle, as your number one, but there was a part of me before we started that just wanted to say, hey, did we all pick Endgame for a number one? Because if so, we can get it out of the way right, and, then I can, right. and then I can bump one of my honorable mentions into the top five. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We probably could have ruled it out just right. to, because of that, because it's just... It, it, and I think we obviously it's number one in your both of your lists, right. and it's for a good reason. It's because it's an amazing feat to pull that film right. off, to bring all these pieces in, to wrap up. I, I know they're, they're going to say about Far From Home, and that wraps up uh, Phase Three. This really wraps up Phase it, Three. It's right. true. Yeah, and yeah. you know to bring all these pieces together to pay uh, homage to all these different things that have happened all these films in the past in some way shape and form for the main characters of tony stark steve rogers and thor to all shine within it but also give a little bit of sunshine on all of these various characters right, right. so many of them yeah. just to build up to it all you know to to go through what they went through where they get together they gradually are torn apart and then you get to that moment where there's the avengers assemble and yes. they're all back together there is nothing i i haven't experienced anything like that in right. a theater in many many years if ever uh it's just a fantastic fantastic conclusion to 22 movies at that point. I've got right. goosebumps just you I know, same. It. I mean, that, it is the most epic scene I think I've ever seen in cinema. Mm -hmm. And that is, we grew up with Lord of the Rings and right. the Star Wars films. Mm -hmm. And I, I might prefer Star Wars movies over the Marvel movies when, and when it's the end of the day. But nothing comes close to touching that Avengers Assemble moment. Right, right. And that, so the epic battle that ensues after that so yeah yeah i mean my fist I, I was fist pumping when that happened in the theater <laughs> you know it's crazy uh for that you know i was just such an exciting thing and there were many goosebump uh goosebump right. moments uh yeah. within that final scene but it all you know it, you know the thing about this film is some people will say the first hour and a half or so or two hours of it are a little slow but i think they're all necessary to build up the tension right. to build up the storyline to get to where we are for that culmination to happen for you yeah. know and I, I that's why i feel like it's nearly a perfect movie is it overcrowded at some points sure but i think it has to be i think that movie is exactly what it has to be yeah and and who you know like didn't feel like a thud when they do five years later mm -hmm. you know oh, right. like, oh my god wait a minute <laughs> that's a long time <laughs> for for all of this to have still been an issue you know right and, yeah. Yeah. I, I saw it really back to back. I saw it the same day that it came out because I'm crazy. My friend had a ticket and I did. I saw did it twice in the same day. Yeah. What wow. I was, yeah. What saw it I the was, same day it came out, but you saw. Oh, it. yeah. Sorry. I saw it twice. Hours apart. Um, but I will say I felt the length the second time. It, I definitely mm. felt the slowness that people complain about. But I still <laughs> came away from that second viewing saying every scene is significant. It right. matters. They couldn't have cut. I don't feel like they could have cut anything. They probably could have put more into it and it still would have mattered. But, mm -hmm, at, right. you know, a three hour runtime, they had to cut somewhere. Uh, the movie is 100 percent fan service without being cheesy or cliche. Mm -hmm. um, so many callbacks. Like if you've what we watched a lot of the 
we didn't get through all of them, but we've watched almost all of them leading up to it. And you just notice all these Easter eggs and things that they pay homage to and just little touches that really reward you for sticking it through for the whole, at that point, 22 right. film saga. Yeah. It's everything that you wanted. Yeah. It's everything that we love about all, all these right. Marvel movies. And yeah, that movie, that, that scene, the Avengers assemble, they're coming through the portals. Like I was mm-hmm. just in tears. And then like, I would mm-hmm. cry again, remembering that they're all together, you know, like, I'm just <laughs> right. like, Oh my God, they're all together. Oh my God. Um, yeah, it's just it's just yeah, everything that, that you wanted. Oh yeah, and you know I I, I don't want to focus too much and say that that third act that battle onward is really what the movie is all about, but that does have so many just like heart swelling mm-hmm. moments, Cap taking Thor's hammer, um, right. you know the ladies coming together to do their thing, Spider Man showing up like just oh mm-hmm. yeah like, that... swinging through the battle yeah. it's just like I I mean I'm just like lifted. As I'm watching that with just joy at like, yes, this this is, like you said, Rachel, exactly what I wanted from this film. And it had the the you know the signature Marvel humor in there, even in throughout mm-hmm. those scenes, but just they just were, hit it with such pinpoint accuracy to not make it be either a gag fest or not for these <laughs> jokes to fall right. flat and you right. know for them to happen at some serious moments just to kind of break up some of the tension. It was just really well done by right. the Russos to to get this all together. Something that I don't think anybody really thought could have been done. Right. And then, you know, the, the completion of the character arcs with, with, uh, with, uh, Tony Stark and with Steve Rogers, uh, you know, for, for Tony right. to go from, to be such a all about me person to be at the end, making the ultimate sacrifice right. to save the universe essentially was such a big move for him. And you saw it developing throughout the storylines throughout these 22 films and mm-hmm. for it to finish there. And then Steve mm-hmm. Rogers going back to where he originated from the first Avenger and, you know, be able to finally have that dance right. with Peggy Carter that he promised her before plunging into the ice to save the world at that point. Um, you know, that was another moment that just wrecked me by the way, because I am such a Captain America fan. And I also an agent Carter fan for that matter, for them to get back together and have that moment, uh, wrecked me. Absolutely wrecked me. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And I love how they go back in time through events that occurred in the previous films. Yeah. You know, time, time travel films tend to get a little wonky and I'm sure this one, there are plot holes, I'm sure, but I think they did it really well where they had the, the time warping going on mm-hmm. right right and i do love what they did with thor <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was awesome yeah, <laughs> speaking was of comic than, relief yeah that's thor. <laughs> so good thor new master 69 is what's like, <laughs> yeah. insulting me again or whatever <laughs> they're playing fortnite um, i loved it so loved good it. yeah yeah great stuff yeah that was yeah. That, amazing Maybe That's my number one as, as it's the pinnacle of um, the MCU for me. And they intended it to be that way. Mm-hmm. Right. And they successfully pulled it off. Yeah. Yeah. I only wish that I could have cheated and said, I want to count infinity war and Endgame as a single complete right. film right. as my number one. But it really is. It's a, it's a six hour yeah. single movie is what it should be. Although it, again, yeah. with the year in between, it gave you a little more time to build up to this 
mm-hmm. moment if they, if they're you know if they're together or if that that moment that happens isn't oh, yeah. as big if you don't have a year to ponder right, it think true. about it you know yeah. so totally but when i can watch them both back to back i would like to do that That'd just be a to good experience christmas vacation uh, <laughs> goal exactly. right just sitting around with the family all day like we're going to put yep. the put Avengers these on all day yeah, <laughs> in your own home, so you can pause whenever you want and take that restroom break. Yes, or whatever. yeah, make more and popcorn. don't have to sprint to the bathroom. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, when I went the second time, I was with some guys who hadn't seen the movie. No spoilers, but they had gone on the internet and figured out when they could successfully go to the bathroom without <laughs> right, missing yeah. major plot uh, development. <laughs> yeah. That's hysterical. It's important. And they, kind of ver- they verified it with me too. Like I heard that when someone wakes up in water, that that's a good time to go. And I'm like, yeah, okay. That sounds about right. <laughs> that's funny. So, yeah. yeah. So and one, one movie that we didn't make any of our lists, but I think it deserves another honorable mention for me is Ant-Man itself, because that's another one of those films that, you know, needed to work for this to all take place. And uh, I think that they pulled it off. I mean, again, it's a simple heist type film, but uh, I think that it's pulled off very well. Uh, who doesn't love Paul Rudd? Right. You right. know, oh, and God, I, yeah. I just think it's, a, it's just a fun, another fun movie that doesn't matter a lot, but really does matter in right, many aspects. Right. right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Before it came out, before Endgame came out, Rachel was convinced that the quantum realm would play mm-hmm. a key role yeah. in Endgame. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I can see that. She had some some good theories. And she's not the type of person to go online and read <laughs> what other people say, say and then be like, I think this is it. It's the quantum realm. And I figured it out all by myself. Yeah. I mean, well, you didn't have the time travel stuff down, oh, yeah, but just yeah, that they needed that technology yeah. to be able yeah. to accomplish yeah. what they needed to accomplish. So good job, by the way, Rachel. Thanks. Yes. yes. Way to go, Rachel. <laughs> it's another thing about Endgame and the fact that, you know, within the first, what, five, ten minutes of the film, they kill, uh, spoiler alert, they kill Thanos <laughs> right, right there. You know, it's like that just told everybody, like, you thought this was going to be this way coming in. And it's going to be something a little right. bit different than what you expect going into it. They just kind of set uh, your expectations on your ear a little bit right at the beginning of that film, which I, yes. another yeah. thing that I thought was fascinating about Endgame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they had Captain Marvel kind of come in to be a part of that. And then right. she didn't really play a huge part in the rest of the movie, yeah. which for a lot of people, that's a big complaint. And to me, to some extent, too, I think she should have played mm-hmm. a bigger role. But I'm also glad that they didn't use her as this the end-all, be-all. Like, right. she's going to be the one to save the day. And that it was Iron Man in the end. Yeah, it was too. their story. Not just, you know, someone that came in. A newbie that just... Yeah, right, she right. didn't feel grafted into, like, solving the Thanos problem. So. Yeah. Again, yeah. Just like you said earlier, it's a payoff to people who have watched these films from the beginning or have caught up but somewhere along the line that the, these characters that you've been following for mm-hmm. so many of these movies were the ones that really kind of saved the day when it's all said and done. Not that everybody didn't play a part. All these characters played a part, right. but the main characters were the, the biggest ones mm-hmm. that right. made this happen. Right. Biggest well, ones. Like, and they had the most sacrifices. Right. 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 Absolutely. You know, another one that was kind of pivotal that was Dr. Strange, mm-hmm. you know, right. that didn't make yes. our list, you know, it's a great um, film too. It is a great mm-hmm. film, you know, and, uh, but, you know, that that part of his foreseeing of things and how he had to handle that played into it, mm-hmm. for sure. sure. 
Now we've yeah. got more from Doctor Strange to come, so it, yeah. it'll be interesting to delve into that uh, part of the universe as well in the future. Yeah, we didn't even get into that, so mm-hmm. no, I know it's that. really exciting. Yeah. The funniest line though is when he when um, you know Spider Man is introducing himself and he says, "I'm Doctor Strange." <laughs> oh, 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 we're using yeah. <laughs> we're using our our, our hero, hero names. names. Yeah. I'm Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that is he's actually Doctor Strange, That's right? <laughs> Uh, Tom uh, Holland is so good. I can't wait yeah. to watch that one again. I love him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So that does it for our gushing over the the Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah. Right. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'd so good to getting together with you guys yeah, finally. Yeah. yeah. Collaborate a little bit on a show. It's been we've been building up to this. You know, I think you're one of the other the podcasts that kind of discovered our podcast. Uh, for the first time, I, I, I believe it was you, Keenan, that we were doing a, a show where we had gone up and seen the original Mary Poppins, and they had done a sneak preview of Mary Poppins Returns, and we uh-huh. talked about it, and you saw that somehow on Twitter. I don't know if you were following us on that point, or we were following you, and you retweeted that, and that kind of expanded it expanded our universe a little right. bit, and so we really appreciate Definitely. that you kind of helped uh, move us along within this podcast community. Oh, well, that's really cool. I, I I know on a recent episode, you I think it was actually your um, one year anniversary, but you mentioned how we were one of the first podcasts to reach out and kind of network with you guys. But I didn't realize that that's how it went down. That's but yeah, cool. I do remember. I do remember the sneak preview and being very excited and loving your show. And uh, I know that you guys have just a great product that you do. And I listening to your show gave us ideas for how we wanted to do our show and. I, we've got future stuff planned to do, so hopefully our listeners have, have loved this, and we'll go and check you guys out. But before we tell them how they can find you, are you ready for the gauntlet? Oh, the gauntlet. <laughs> it's not gauntlet? actually called that, but we should call it that. <laughs> it's, it won't be as grueling as it sounds. Uh, we right. do a lightning round with first-time guests to just right. kind of put you in the hot seat. Now, these are kind of off-the-cuff uh, questions and answers. So the first thing that comes to mind, don't worry if you later regret your answer. Uh, <laughs> you can always tweet at us and say, hey, can I change my <laughs> Uh And you can elaborate as much as you want or you can just say what it is and we'll move on. But we'll have both of you answer independently. Um, so Does one of ready? us have to go into a soundproof booth or no and you're welcome to have the same answer that's fine but i imagine for most of these you will not so mm. question number one is we'll, we'll keep we'll start light and easy what is your favorite disney movie oh gosh now when we say disney are we realming everything together or typical yes. original disney nope you can the whole mm. disney universe is your oyster well, I'm going to, for right now, go with Coco. Mm. All right. Awesome, That's a good pick. Love Coco. Yeah. I mean, there's so many to choose from, but I'll, if I just have to yeah. go with one, I, I just think it has great music, super heart. Um, it's one of those you went in and people said, you know, you're going to cry. And I'm like, yeah, right. And then at the end, I was bawling. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys so seen great. the mariachi show that they do in Mexico Pavilion? We we saw it when they did it because they, they did it first at Disney California Adventure. Of and, course, they and we did. saw it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so we got to see it there before. Well, um, I got to see it. Michelle 
uh, if you don't know Michelle, she's a little vertically challenged. <laughs> she got to see the top of it, I think. I don't think she uh, got to see I, the I had to go back on YouTube and see it later. Yeah, oh. okay. It, that, it made me cry, and I don't yeah. cry at stuff. So yeah, it's awesome. It's really well done. The puppetry yeah. is amazing. It's yeah. it's spectacular. Again, Disney and their entertainment is yeah. always always top notch. What about you? Um, I I could have gone with Coco as well. I think I'll change it up a little bit, and I'll go with Wally. I mm. love oh, Wally so much. Yeah. Um, I thought the love story between Wally and and Eve is fantastic. I I think the fact that they can tell this story with so little actual dialogue and that you love these characters right. so much, I just think it's a fascinating movie. That's true. And um, it just really is one that I adore. Good All right. One. Love that one. All right. What about your favorite Disney song? And this can be a song from a movie. It can be a song from the parks. Whatever. Mm. It can be a score from anything. Wow. <laughs> uh, we said we're starting easy, you know. Yeah. It's like, you know, picking your favorite child, you right. know, because I love so many of these uh, so much. Uh, I'll just go, we'll go back with Coco right now and remember me right now. Yeah, you that, know, the not the, the big elaborate version, but the more sweet, sentimental version that's sung, sung to, you know, either the young Coco or Miguel to uh, Mama Coco um, mm -hmm. just touches my heart every single time I hear it. Okay. Um, yeah, I could definitely go with that. I think I would probably pick like the Main Street soundtrack loop because <laughs> the main street electrical or main no, street itself main, main street, street itself and then you know you're at the park you mm. know you know you're at like the most wonderful place in the world and yes i'll go with that one nice That's a good choice okay number three is the best disney parks snack mm. surprised you're thinking about this this is easy for well you. yeah i think i know but i want to hear what you say for Total whip all day long yes <laughs> Yeah, Dole Whip is good. All right, so just to have something different, I'll say a Mickey bar. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Classic. All right. Yep. All right, what about your favorite non-e-ticket attraction or a ride that doesn't require a fast pass? Hmm. Hmm. Um, well, I think if, at, if I'm going West Coast, I would probably... I think I would laughingly say Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. <laughs> it it's just a, cracks me up. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great ride if you've never been on it. It's, if you think of it, if you know Alien Swirling Saucers from uh, Toy Story Land, it's that, but it's ramped up a little bit better. It's yeah. themed to Mater. He's singing the songs, which are hilarious. And it's, it's, so it's, it's got it, more whip to it. It's got it. a little more whip to it. So it's yeah. a little more fun. And uh, our son loves it too, which also right. makes, it, makes it great. Mm -hmm. So. I like that one as well. Mine will go, I'll go the other side of, of the uh, country here and I'll go to Walt Disney World and one that was yanked away from us here at Disneyland. That's the TTA People Mover. I oh, just, yeah. mm. It's so simple, but I love going right. on the People Mover and just you know looking down at the park and people watching and just taking a break in the middle of the day. I love the People Mover. Awesome. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. What is your must ride? So imagine you're going to the parks. You only get to ride one ride this trip. What are you riding? I'm going with the Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion is probably my all-time favorite. It's a classic. And I, I just, I, I need to go on it virtually every time we visit 
at least the Magic right. Kingdom or Disneyland Park for sure. Yeah. Right. Another, rainbow, rainbow strikes yeah, again. Another Tom and Keenan <laughs> rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. I would like to have used that one. I'll go with Small World. Ah. Michelle has it. It's a Small World is. Small World was really... the first attraction I ever went on. Um, okay kid and i was like wow this is so cool and then so since then we've seen it in you know over here in the west coast and then at christmas time here they do an overlay which is amazing uh -huh. and and we saw it at disneyland paris and they all have their own little uniqueness to it so i'll okay. go with that and you and you that's something you have to ride every time you go pretty much yeah right. i mean that's a tough one but i if i, I had I feel to like that's right a controversial now, pick <laughs> it's Michelle. Michelle's list right. always a little different. <laughs> well, I know that not everybody, you know, likes Small World, and I I can understand that. Um, to me, it's it's like it gives me permission to be a little kid again. I guess it's um, also it's also one of Walt's dreams. I mean, true. he wanted this. You know, this is from the '64 World's Fair originally. He wanted this to be all the children in the world getting together and singing and being together, us being unified as a planet. Right. And yes, I mean, can the song be droning on and get stuck in your head and you can't get it out? Of course, but <laughs> that doesn't mean the attract, the, the simpleness and uh, the, of the attraction uh, doesn't make a great right. statement. Right. Very All right. Good. What about your most memorable character interaction? Um, I think my most memorable character interaction was um, when Scott was an infant. Um, That's and, our son. Yeah, and he, you know, he was he wasn't very healthy at first, and so he was in the hospital for a long time. So um, we finally got to go to take him to Disney, and Goofy held him, and he was just Aww. this tiny little thing. He was like, you know, like the the little, you know. American Girl doll kind of size or smaller actually, and and um, just seeing Goofy hold him. I don't think they can do that anymore. <laughs> but it, so, but it was I, you know, just teared up when seeing how just it was just so warm. And after going through some tragedies and stuff, with seeing that, it was really special. I bet. That's awesome. Okay, I got to follow that. All right. Um, <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, uh, mine's pretty simple. We have already talked about it. Marvel, my, you know, I'm a Captain America fan, right. and I really love the interaction when you get to meet Captain America at the Disney California Adventure Park. Unfortunately, you don't get to do it at Walt Disney World, uh, but at Disney California Adventure Park, a lot of the Marvel superheroes you can uh, connect with, and they are really interactive. Mm -hmm. They really talk with you before you take your, your photo op and everything. If you have kids with you, they really get they get down on their level, and it's really a wonderful experience. It's a wonderful experience just to watch them interact right. with these children and with the adults. But it really is a fantastic experience it, as a Cap fan to, you know, he they fulfills that role perfectly. Right, right. He does a great job with it, and it's a great picture, and I, I love it. Awesome. Yeah, I'd love to that meet the Marvel great. characters. Yeah. yeah, they're good. All right. What is your favorite Epcot festival? Flower and Garden. Mm. I mean, I love them all, but Flower and Garden is spectacular. It's visually stimulating, but they also still have the, you know, the great food. And um, it's just, to me, one of the, the prettiest yeah, I agree. With, I, I agree with Michelle. Um, I love we, we've done the arts. We've done mm -hmm. the food and wine. 
Um, we've done the festival of holidays, right. um, but flower and garden, it, one, it's, it's just a great time of year to be there mm-hmm. in general. Uh, but then, yeah, the, you know, you get the, all the topiaries and all the, and all the great food and it's just, it really is a wonderful experience. Right. I, I love flower and garden festival. Yeah, awesome. we just did that and I loved it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So good. Also, that seems like that was the easiest for you guys to answer. So maybe we'll make that our number one from here on out. Nice. You're like, yes, we know exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fewer to choose from, too. <laughs> okay. There are three left, and they are arguably the ones that take the most thought. So good luck. All right. All right. What is the top item on your Disney bucket list? The top item? Like something to do or anything it could be a place to go something to do um it could be a tour it could be a character interaction whatever it could be just an a food item you want to try but your number one thing that you would you still want to do at that's disney related well of the things that i could possibly do that are probably more within the realm of reality would be victoria and albert Mm -hmm. um Something that might not be within realm of my abilities would be to stay in the dream suite. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be something for yeah. sure. Or Cinderella Castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be something for sure. Um, I'm going to go a little simpler and something we have planned to do eventually, maybe within the next three to five years or something like that. And that is to kind of take a tour of the, uh, the Asian Disney parks. We've been blessed to do a lot of stuff here and we've done Disneyland Paris a couple times, which was fantastic. Uh, we're excited to finally experience the Asian park sometime mm-hmm. in the near future. Awesome. Yeah. Take us with you, please. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay. Uh, number nine, you can bring back one defunct attraction or restore a current one to like an older or original form. What do you bring back? Kitchen cabaret. (laughs) What is that? I've never even heard of that. (laughs) You have to YouTube Veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit. fruit. (laughs) That or or food rocks. Both of them were in the same location. Um, And they both had to do with healthy eating. Yeah. In the land pavilion. But, um, yeah, one of those. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm already talk about it. You know, yes, it's it still exists at Walt Disney World. I want to bring it back to Disneyland. I don't think it'll ever happen, but I want the people mover back in Disneyland <laughs> so much. It's, the tracks are still there. Every time we pass by on the monorail or some of the other uh, rides there, I just I see them there, and I'm like, I want the people mover back so badly. <laughs> uh, so I I just love to see the people mover back at Disneyland Park. Yeah, if they've got the tracks, you're like, what's the big holdup? Yeah, just, just why? Do it. Why'd you take it away? <laughs> right. I, I, the, the thing is that they. I mean, I think that they're. It's been so long now that I think that there's some structural issues right. with them, but I uh, they haven't removed them yet. So get to work on it. Come on. And maybe <laughs> it may also be with getting it up to code for right. Right. earthquake code and Man. stuff it might cost more than what they think they're going to get out of it. You don't know anything about earthquakes around here. What are you talking about? <laughs> um. Okay. So don't quit your day job or anything. But if you had to be a cast member, what would you do? Anything from Imagineer to Scoop an ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would do any of those. Um, I guess uh, Imagineer would be the most um, mm-hmm. enjoyable, I think, because it really can stretch your creativity. Um, and maybe, too, because we just did that um, 
lunch with Imagineer and I thought it was going to be good. It was amazing. And just getting an understanding of, you know, what they do and what they bring to the table, a whole new appreciation of it, but it sounds like a blast. Just sounds like fun people. Right. Um, I want to work now that we've been to star Wars galaxy's edge. Mm -hmm. I want to work there. I want to be, I want to be a resident of black spire outpost so badly. (laughs) Uh, I love the way they've taken it. You know, for we've been again, blessed that we got to go experience uh, star Wars galaxy's edge at uh, Disneyland park and how immersive it is and how these characters have taken on their roles so well. These cast members have taken on their roles so well. I, I think it's, it's just a fascinating way to approach it the feeling that you know like these these cast members uh, you know don't know that they're in star wars right. they just are residents of batu of, right. of black spire uh, yeah. and they really they really carry it off very well yeah that'd be so fun mm-hmm. yeah nice well Kane has a dreamy look in his eye yeah <laughs> <laughs> coming yep. soon yep starry eyed over here i can't wait to expand i mean yeah, our next trip is far away, but it'll happen. Yeah. Go to Galaxy's Edge; it'll be great. It'll right. and hopefully be... they've ironed out all the kinks yeah, by the time say, I go. The, that's exactly mm-hmm. what they'll have the Rise of the Resistance open at that point, so you'll have yeah. two attractions to visit. Uh, but just walking around uh, the marketplace and that whole area is is fun in, without even going on any of the attractions. It's really great. Yeah. You're gonna once you finally get there, it's gonna be worth it. Believe me. Right. Uh-huh. Well, and you guys live close enough that when they open Rise of the Resistance in Disneyland, you'll mm-hmm. just drive up and go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. We're, we're again lucky, very lucky. <laughs> but we pay for that luck in some regards. Living in oh, California yeah. is not cheap. Yeah. Right. Right. We're hoping uh, they open it while our annual passes are still good. <laughs> yes. Yes. For sure. I hope the same for you guys. Thanks. And then we can live vicariously through you. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good segue because if you would like to also live vicariously through Tom and Michelle, you can check out their show and interact with them on social media. So why don't you guys tell us where people can find you? Sure. Uh, thanks again, Keenan and Rachel. It's really been yeah. a blast and uh, oh, yeah. really fun being on your show. Finally, we're looking forward to bringing you on our show here somewhere in the next few weeks. But yeah, you can find us where Hyperion Adventures Podcast. You can find us pretty much everywhere you find podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. We're on iHeartMedia now. Best place to find us, however, is our website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And if you want to follow us socially, we have a great time with Keenan and Rachel on, on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion adventures podcast awesome yeah so go check them out their show is excellent and can you also plug your new website oh yeah well thank you for that as well yes uh, we are doing something new where we are recreating your favorite disney dishes so if there's something that you enjoy at the disney parks we're kind of recreating them, giving you the recipes so you can make them in your own home. And that website is Disney Dishes Blog. You can find that that on uh, Twitter. Uh, it's at, at Disney yeah, Dishes, you. and then uh, Facebook and Instagram at Disney Dishes Blog, and uh, yeah, and it's DisneyDishesBlog.com as well. So please, please check that out. And thank you for bringing that up, Keenan. Appreciate. Yeah. Well, that. we're big on curbing the Disney blues, and I've been to that website a few times now, and I'm just kind of like, okay. Eventually, we're going to go buy the stuff needed to make one of these dishes and make it and and have like a Disney-fied night, put the the music on and just imagine that we're back in the most magical place on earth. 
Excellent. And if, there, if you have any uh, requests for dishes you'd like us to recreate, please send them to us and we'd, we'd love oh, yeah. to make those for you. Yeah. Well, I, here's my request. Okay. I want to make the avocado margarita from La Cava de Tequila. Ooh, I got to look that one up. Yeah. I remember you. I heard you raving about that on your trip report recently, and that sounded fascinating. Yeah. So I got to figure out how to make that. So yeah, yeah, always good for a good cocktail, especially. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on, yeah, guys. Thank you, guys. It was uh, so good to talk to you. Yes. Oh, likewise. Thank you. This was a blast. We really had a great time, and certainly are honored to be part of your show and part of your world. Part of your part world. Of our world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And can't wait to have you on ours. We actually have the topic already, but we won't we won't reveal that yet. Yeah, thanks cool. guys. We we love your show. Yes. Your show is excellent and we really appreciate you being big supporters of our show as well. Definitely. Yeah. Our yeah. Pleasure. Well we are and we appreciate our friendship as well. And um nice. I do want to say to our listeners, if you are a fan of any podcast, one of the biggest things you can do to help us out, help us get recognized, of course, tell people, um, tell your friends, post about it on Facebook or Twitter. Um, but iTunes reviews actually go a really long way into helping show us show up on people's radar. So if you like Hyperion Adventures, go on their iTunes page and give them a review. And we'd love it if you could give us a review on our iTunes page as well. Um, you can also interact with us on Twitter. We are P-O-O-W Podcast and part of our world podcast on Instagram. And we have a Facebook group now, which is part of our world podcast. We also just launched a website. It's doesn't not nearly as robust as Hyperion Adventures podcast, but uh, it is part of our world.net. And right now we've just got our shows on there, but we, we've got some stuff in the works that we're going to be putting on there to make it more than just a podcast website. Kind of like you guys have done with your website. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I like that you put it out there the other day and checked out your website and it already looks fantastic. I can't wait to see where it grows from there. Thanks. Yeah, it's a work yeah, in progress, man. but I'm, I'm happy with the way that it's starting. So awesome. cool. Well, cool. thanks for listening. Um, please go check out Tom and Michelle at their podcast. And we're really grateful that you chose to listen to ours. Thanks for being a part of our, our world. world. Cheese it up a little bit and <laughs> we'll catch you all next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Are you ready? Up to Neverland. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.